Peace and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We have reached episode 41. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in on a consistent basis. I really appreciate that. And if this is your first time tuning in or you sometimes catch the shows here and there, I appreciate that as well. Today we have another special guest that I'm really excited to bring on Out the Box today. Um, he actually put out a couple projects this year, but I mean, this brother has been releasing music since 2008 and I'm pretty sure he's probably had stuff maybe before that. He actually put out a couple albums this year that really drew my attention. The first one is entitled Clandestine Rituals. I actually heard about it, uh, from a website called hiphopgoldenage.com. And then he put out another project called Asiatic African Arts in July of this year. He has released some collabo projects. I feel like they're EPs with the uh, classic MC Vast Air from uh, Cannibal Ox, the classic group, I meant to say, Cannibal Ox. And the projects have been like volumes uh known as triple seven so i definitely want to talk to him about that today but uh for the most part i definitely want to get up to speed with his recent releases and just get to know this brother as an artist so without further ado i would like to introduce to our out the box talks listening audience originally from connecticut now representing New York City, on the line with us today for Out the Box Talks, Brother Proven, welcome to Out the Box Talks. What's good, Proven? How you doing, man? Welcome. Yeah, much respect. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Much respect. Indeed, man. Indeed. So, as I said in the intro, man, like, I first got wind of you from a, a review on hiphopgoldenage.com and um, it, was, it was in reference to the Clandestine Rituals album that you put out earlier this year, which I know is exclusively currently available on your Bandcamp page. Um, yeah. I definitely want to talk to you about that today, but before we jump into that, I just want to give the listeners an opportunity to know a little bit about your history. So just give us a little history on yourself and, you know, your earliest influences with hip hop, how you became involved as an MC. Yeah, basically, I feel like I grew up around it. I was born in Richmond, Virginia. I grew up around a lot of Foster Brothers at that early age, <clears throat> second, third grade. Um, at that time, I was around foster brother a foster brother at that time that was from brooklyn so that just put me on to a lot of stuff early like ed og and the bulldog shabazz the disciple um and i just kind of grew up into it watching it and just studying it yeah um just i, I became influenced with like lyrics early because i, I like people that told stories even to like ghetto boys mind playing tricks on me i remember that joint um a lot of joints just there that I just felt, and I feel like that influenced me really early, like that strong hip-hop. And 
especially a lot of of people that paint pictures with their lyrics. So a lot of that influenced me. That's what's up, man. Oh, no doubt. My first CD was Eric Thomas, No Pressure. Wow. So I remember that. Wow, man. Now, you have a vast catalog. And when I looked at the catalog, I'm like, man, this brother has music going back from 2008. And it bugs me out because, like, I've I've been invested in the underground scene, and I'm like, and you're connected with people, you know, you you know, you've done projects with Vast In, and I'm sure another MCs that a lot of MCs that I'm connected with, and I'm just like, yo, how did I not know about you? <laughs> you know, so a lot of people ask me that. A lot of people is just it's the way that you know what I'm saying. It's not my work ethic. It's just because I feel. Uh, yeah, man, I could be shadow banned. Some people don't want to hear that. But, like, yeah, some people, um, I've been unfollowed and stuff by certain people. And it's, like, weird stuff like that because I speak a lot of truth. But who knows, man? I, I feel like, like, I used yeah, I can't really speak on it, man. But word, I word. work hard. And, and I feel like when people catch on, you know, they gravitate. And they're like, man, man I've been sleeping on, dude. But, like, I've been here. And um, I've been working a while. So it's just. People don't really want to, um, I feel, think too much. And a lot of people told me, like, it shows, um, I, I give them an experience. So you make, um, you make me think too much. Like, <laughs> some people don't want to think and look at the way the culture is going and, like, the way society is set up. So right, a right. lot of that comes in. A lot of attention spans are shot, yo. Wow. So um, people don't have um, that focus. Yeah. The pill popping or whatever they're doing, uh, attention spans are shot, I feel. But, um, yeah. You culture and like the way the, the generations are coming up a lot of people don't have respect for what's even before them you know what i'm saying if it's not with their little circle or bubble they don't want to reach out and show respect so i just it makes me work harder man i know people that rock with me you know rock with me so you know the people that's out there it pushes me and like i i've been doing it and people do support the projects i have and um even that's been more so out of the, the united states more so like right japan or Zoom, so yeah, so I, was, I get that level. Yeah, man, it's, it's weird, man. It just makes me want to work harder, pretty much, yo. Indeed, indeed, and, and and I was getting ready to say like, it shows your consistency and your commitment because you've been doing it so long, and I like I I haven't like scaled in on how frequent you re- frequently you release projects, but I know that it's like it seems like it's two projects at least a year, and. I got to give you your props for being consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I've had some collaboratives in some years. I put out four or five, but yeah, it's been like, I've like, been trying to do something solid every year. Indeed. And, um, I put a lot of time into it, regardless of what people think. Yeah, I put a lot of time into writing and critiquing and having a certain vision that people can and feel, a vision they can feel and see when they listen to it and try to uplift at the same time. It could be shocking. Some terrifying, but sometimes uplifting as well. I try to throw that in there. Yes, yes, but yeah, man. Now your music is is very thought provoking, as you alluded to earlier. It encourages the intrigued listener to listen a bit closer and revisit the music, thus creating a strong level of replay value. Like I feel like your records have, you know, when people talk about replay value, like. If you are someone who likes to listen to lyrics, I feel like your music has that, right? The replay value. It also seems like you're packing a lot of words into your rhymes. When you're creating songs, how cognizant are you 
that your music is not so easily digestible. What's the ultimate response you would like to receive from the listener considering the time that it takes to grasp your lyrics? In, in my mind, to me, it may seem complicated to people, but in the way my mind functions, is very simple, brother. Like, it's, I, I don't think it's that complicated, and I don't think I make people think that way. I just like to write in a way to make, to make it timeless, like you just mentioned before. That's my whole approach to it. Um, I feel when you read it, it's not, you know what I'm saying, it's really deep, but I don't try to make it that complex. I just I just think it's um, the listener that, that takes it that way because they're used to having everything spoon-fed to them. They want to have it's easy to digestible what's on the radio, I feel, on mainstream. And they say, like, one word syllables for hooks, like, no, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. they, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm putting more into it in my mind it's not that complicated, but I can see how it is. So um, I feel like with these last couple of projects, I've been simplifying some things, even with my storytelling joints. And um, you can see that, like, um, yeah, I'm trying to make things more relatable to people. And I've been, I'm just keeping it myself, man, pretty much. I can't, and I can't be someone else. So the way I write is the way I've been writing. And it's like, it's natural to me. Mm. And um, some people rock with it. So um, I'm trying to make people, my whole thing is, if you can't understand it, I'm putting the lyrics out there so you can read along, and that brings more people into the world as well. So yeah. um, I've been doing that with certain projects, and people like that. You know, um, some yeah. people don't show respect, but I do it anyway. But, but that's what the whole thing is. There. It's for it to be digested as a time capsule. So I feel, yeah, it's, um, it's there to be that digested. And and the overall goal is to I feel to elevate your frequency. So dope, dope, dope. You know, like I said earlier, when I first found about found out about you was with clandestine rituals. And I gotta say, on top of the review that I read, what really grasped my attention was the album cover artwork. The warrior like character with the African features on the cover like drew me in right and I was just curious if you could kind of explain the character and the significance it has to the album I, yeah like it's pretty it's a strong image and I, yeah. I feel like I'm coming with a strong message and like I said it represents I feel like what we're going through for these times, like the character in them, I, I've um, Scatterbrain helped me with the cover, but yeah, I feel like it, it, it represents the times we're going through. It's like we have to have that warrior mind state, entrepreneur mind state. We got to stop having that crab in the bucket complex and we got to come together, but a lot of people don't think like that. So I'm just ready to bust ass because I don't really trust a lot of people and I, I work hard. I think it represents that. And like, yeah, and I feel like it's, it's layered, like it's like a warrior. Like, I feel like, yeah, every day we, that is a metaphor for where every day we just battling for survival pretty much. And on mind, body, and spirit, man, it's a battle out here, yo. And we have to stay sharp. And I, and I feel like, yeah, the album is a representation of me being sharp, putting in time with my pen and just, I've been through a lot. So it's just like, yeah, some experiences I've been through, a lot of stuff that is, you know what I'm saying, talks about what I've been through. And, um, and just like researching them and just, yeah, studying what's going on in our society, this government. Mm. 
Now, the project is produced by Jack Progresso. Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, Jack Progresso. That's okay. The, that's the fan. Yeah, he, he, he laced you, man. You know, as I listen to the album, and the reason why I brought up Replay Value, it's one of those albums that, you like I said, you have to be someone who's invested in listening to lyrics to appreciate this album. With Clandestine Rituals, the project really comes together like it, it gives you that sound like that that complete sound after listening over and over again i had that same experience with mad villain where it took me some time and then you you just get it it comes together full circle after listening talk to me a little bit about the project with uh, this project with jack progresso how did you and him come together to kind of formulate this sound it was a lot of just chilling at that time. We were hanging out together, going to different shops. He was picking up music or we just hanging out in his crib, uh, going through vinyls, researching shit online. Like, yeah, we would go different parks and hang out. Um, he was a good dude, man. He still is a good dude. It was mm -hmm. just like we were just chilling a lot at that time. Funny dude, man. We were sitting right here, kick mad jokes and... um. Yeah, man, we would get just get into the vibe, and like um, I knew of him before, right? And like I said, um, Scatterbrain, um, I was building with Scatterbrain before in the Bronx, and um, he was building with him, and like we all three started hanging out, and then like I started just building with Jack on my own, and and, and kept building with the Scatter as well, and it's just like me and Jack just um start building on some other stuff, and this was the same time I was really building with Vaz too, so mm. a lot of going on, so um. Yeah, we just made it happen, man. We still talk to this day. I talk to Jack now. He's um he does a lot of battles. He makes a lot of albums. He's into like screenplay and scripts and he's writing. So um we talk a lot about that. Like what he's doing now. He got some stuff coming up I'm a part of. So um dope. Yeah, man, he's a good dude. Dope, dope. Tell me a little bit about Scatterbrain, because you brought him up a couple times and I did see his name on, you know, your project. So give me some insight on who he is and, and you know, his history with you. We did a project in 2016 called Dark Light Tablets. He made, he produced all of it. And um, I met him probably like 2013 oh. or 14 um, from, from my, my, my boy, um, Indigenous Culture Records, Josh out in um, San Diego. He put me on. So when I moved to the Bronx, he was like, yo, Scatterbrain is in the Bronx. And um, yeah, like I said, from my connection from doing the album called Wordplay Sensei when I moved to the city, um, and he told me the bill was scattered, and I didn't, and, um, and we happened to like to be around the same block when we, moved, you know, what I'm saying, so we just we started building. And that's how that pretty much linked in. Then um, he represents Red Lotus Clan. He's a dope producer, has his own thing, makes his beats and spits artwork, whatever. But uh, yeah, man, that's how we pretty much came to together through Indigenous Culture Records. Dope, dope. And again, brother, I apologize that I don't know your vast history. I was just I just wanted to be able to build with you on these couple of albums that you released this year. So, you know, yeah, you're, no you're also putting me on the stuff that I don't know. I'm like, man, it's going to take a while to get through your catalog, you know, <laughs> but uh, respect yeah, for um, sharing that. Yeah, so what I want to do is. Oh, let me ask you another thing in, in reference to Clandestine Rituals, because I'm definitely going to go further into that album. You, There's no features on the project. 
Was that something intentional? Yeah, definitely. I've done that before. I like to do it. I'm going to do it. My next album after this is going to be like that as well. It works. um, I do that. Um, I'm confident in that. And like I said, me and Scatterbrain did an album like that. If you check out Dark Light Tablets, that's on CD and tapes. Yeah, man, we did that. And we recorded that 2015, put it out 2016. And that's like no features as well. So, yeah, Yeah. man, it's just um, a testament. I just felt like I didn't didn't want any on this one, and um, I was I was felt like I could go in on each beat in different ways. So that's you, what I chose to do. Do you find concepts coming together more clearly for you when you work as the sole MC? I pretty much either or, man. The way I've been working. Both are like um. Okay. I feel like even if you and I got together and sat down and wrote. Like, yeah, man, I, I get into the song, the concept. I try to have a clear vision, especially from when I was younger. Like, I think I, I can touch different topics. And, you know what I'm saying? Even if me and you got in the booth, like, go back and forth line for line. I know that I spaced that and timed that out because um, I've done songs like that with people. So, yeah, man, I think um, I'm more open to, like, yeah, just getting in and creating and being open to like yeah, pro- like being open to flaws too, because I know I don't know it all. So I'm like, like being there dictating everything. But I, I'm confident what I'm doing. If you guys suggest and I can rock with, we can make it better. I'm open to it. So like that's how I've been approaching music with people I build. And it's usually been like, I, I build with the people. We've been in the same type of the room or environment. I know the people. So um, Dope, I, I like to build with people in the, in the flesh. Like even, I, I tell people with me and Vass, we had a crib together, um, a house with um, him and another a girl musician and, and another musician. And um, all four of us, and it was five of us at one point, had a crib. And we all was like doing the shit. And um, it was like a very creative crib. And that's how Triple Sevens came together. But we all moved away. But, um, but yeah, man, I like to be hands-on if possible. I've really, done stuff over line, but if, if possible, we'd like to be together, especially with this quarantine shit and corona now. It's harder now to get up with heads, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to, if you can, get up in the flesh. Yeah, that's dope that you're open-minded when it comes to, like, you know, creating songs and, you know, working with other people, too. So, from this point on... What I want to do is for the two projects, Clandestine Rituals and Asiatic African Arts, what I like to do is reference lines on artists' albums. And I want to do that with you for these two projects and kind of get you to expound on some of these lines, right? And in terms of what what they mean and and just, you know, use it as a way to, to... further conversation on some of the themes. So are you cool with that, brother? (laughs) Well, man, that sounds like an adventure, man. Let's go for it. Let's rock with it. All right. Wonderful. So we'll start with Falling Torches. Um, On that song, you repeatedly say in the hook, the torch fell down the tunnel in slow motion. The torch fell down the tunnel in slow motion. Now, I have my perspective on what I think you mean. <laughs> I would like to hear you. you want me to, oh, all right, cool. I'll share it. <laughs> I feel like what you're trying to say is that, so the tunnel is dark. The torch mm-hmm. opens up the light. 
But because it's falling down in, sl- in slow motion, it's allowing the individual to see things that they wouldn't have seen before because it was moving so fastly. But because it's moving in slow motion, you can really focus in on what is inside the tunnel. That's what I got. But that's, I want to give you the opportunity close. to break yeah, it down. That's pretty, that's pretty much <laughs> close. That's that's pretty close to what that's pretty much it is. Um, I want to elaborate a little bit more. It's basically saying when a, a torch is falling, it's like a metaphor. I, I painted in my mind as a being as intelligence or some information. It could be whatever what it is to you that you're receiving it. Just how you say it's falling slow. And since attention spans aren't that sharp, you get that bright light and then it may fade. You know what I'm saying? Um, I see it like a metaphor. The torch is like knowledge and, and like people around the tunnel like can see a lot of things happening. Mm. But like, yeah, you catch it in slow motion if you focus in it. Right. But like, yeah, it's just like a, to me, it's like a metaphor for light. And um, that light is going to fade eventually, but like I'm trying to drop many of those. I feel like many of my songs are lights or gems and metaphors that people are like, oh, they catch on. And then they go back and like that, the song could be like that spark of light that's can, that can be rewound and like that time capsule that you, you trap right there. But um, yeah, it's basically like a metaphor for light, I feel. Just nice. For some knowledge. Um, Good. So I wasn't too I far kinda, off. <laughs> but yes, the, the light, yeah, I definitely like, get it. So um, yeah. late, later on in the song, you close with a line that says, nature must obey necessity. The coward cannot lead. Give an example of what yeah. you mean by necessity and why a coward cannot lead in relation to it. Nature must obey necessity. Is basically you can't break the laws of nature. And I can't go against Mother Nature and no matter how bad I'm trying to. And and if you try and do that. Yeah, man. Basically, then I'm switching off to like, yeah, telling you that's a coward. Or you can't lead if you're a coward. Pretty much saying that, and just saying, uh, basically, obey the law of nature. Can't really. You can try to manipulate nature. People we're doing it now, and look what's happening. So it's like a metaphor for that as well. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Thank you for for breaking that down. Like I said earlier, man, I'm a lyric head, so I'm intrigued. And I'm one of them brothers that's that what, will that's listen. What it's there for. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it's there for, man. I'm one of them cats that will exactly. listen and be like, yo, I wonder what he meant by that. But I mean, I used to rap back in the days too, so I just am a fan and I have a lot of respect for the art form. So much respect, man. Indeed. Your music urges the listener to think critically, right? To be open minded, to research, to think for themselves. Definitely. When it when it comes yeah. to the art form of hip hop, what role does the critical thinking listener play in pushing the culture of hip hop forward? It's a huge amount. Like that's why we're on the phone right now. That's why we're having this discussion. Because people as yourself, we're listening. You're trying to push that envelope of yeah, more conscious, more research, more intellect into the music and that's yeah it's, it's definitely important and it's critical because we need more of a platform of these individuals that's pushing that form not saying that's that's all we need because yeah you need that other 
a little bit, this should be a medium of balance. Yeah, the balance. And that's what I'm I'm representing the other platform of balance that, you know what I'm saying, this should be highlighted more in the art form. Word. And we need more people like yourself. So um, that's the whole thing I've been trying to gravitate towards individuals as yourself. And um, yeah, network, man. We're talking to individuals in Africa. So yeah, man. Yeah. Trying to make moves. Indeed, indeed. You know, the reason why I asked the question is because, you know, very often in hip hop, we're always like, oh, the rapper, the rapper, the rapper, the rapper need to be saying this, the rapper need to be saying that. But I'm like, what type of onus is on the listener? Like throwing the responsibility also on the listener. That's why I asked the question, like how impactful can the listener be? Yeah, in progressing the culture. Because to go back out there and re regurgitate or relive what you're hearing. So it's important that you try to throw some substance in there and not just total bullshit and just, yeah, basically kill, killing other niggas with guns and whatever you represent us could be destroying people's lives. So, like, you know what I'm saying? To each his own, ain't nobody perfect. But, like, yeah, you just don't want to always represent that. So, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. <clears throat> People want to have fun regardless. So, like, you want to live your life and learn. But, uh, yeah, it got to be, should be some balance. So that's why it's important to listen because, like, yeah, they're going to take whatever that message is and be a mirror image of it, that reflection of it. Because mm. that's what the listeners, that's what it's there for. Indeed. You, you have a lot of sports references in your music. And... I'm yeah. specifically speaking about clandestine rituals, but I feel like it's probably throughout, you know, a number of your other projects, even though I haven't heard them as much. But um, what I like is that you reference a lot of athletes that people might not be aware of. They're not as popular. And, you know, you also do reference some popular athletes as well. But you find a way to weave them into your message. What's the thought process on how these sports references show up in your mind to be transferred into the rhyme? Like, is that something you always think about? Like, how does that translate into, like, the sports references to the rhymes? Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if I'm asking. Yeah, do, do you, you asked me, right? Okay. That's, that's proper. Do you have a specific athlete that you know about? Because yeah, I can answer both ways. Oh, yeah. Let me just give you an example. Like you said um, in the line, you said, my wingspan is longer than Thorn Maker's hands. Like, you know, uh, uh, that's one that just came off the top. Like, how did you come? Like, we, like it sounds artistic. Like, it's not something. It doesn't sound like something that just rolled off your head. Like, you, you had to put it there to, to, to complete the actual meaning of the rhyme. Yeah, yeah. That was just, yeah, just trying to get visual, just trying to, yeah, paint that picture because I I think he's a dope athlete, first of all. He can ball, and he was, he was slept on at one point, so I just try to make those references. And sometimes they're, they're underdogs, so I'm rooting for them because I feel I'm an underdog, so I kind of use someone who's not maybe obscure because, like you said, right. like, um, a lot of people, yeah, man, think I'm – unknown or whatever so like yeah i'm like uh i make a one reference to rick brunson because like yeah he was like that dude that was always on in the nba but you didn't really hear about him so like so dudes like that and i feel like i'm up there but like yeah i work hard but like, you sleeping on me but i'm still there so so 
So that's why I sometimes use these obscure athletes. It's like a metaphor for underdog. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and it, it makes sense, right? Like when when you break down that they're, they're like underdogs and you consider yourself to be an underdog too, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It actually makes it more cool now when I, when I hear you break it down like that. Don't and if you, know, if you know me even more, like I played Division Three and I'm I'm six six and I played like um I, I I coach kids besides like making music so like I'm I still play today I I help kids helping them in high school to get to college like all levels I do like private lessons so yeah I stay a part of the game so yeah man it's a, it's a thing that's always been a part of me besides music and a lot of people that know that know I do my basketball they don't really know about my music side so I keep that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the people don't know, but if they, they find out it's peace, but I don't try to go over there when I do the basketball thing. So that's where a lot of my basketball stuff comes from, too, because I'm actually playing a lot every day still. Even with this corona stuff, um, I was still doing lessons sometime privately. I would, I would do a gyms and courts until they take some rims down. Take wow. some rims down. But um, um, I still do it. And um, I had to actually do something tomorrow morning and then like, work on some more music. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's a it's a big part of my life, and um, it it to me it induces like a healthy lifestyle because I gotta, I try to, I'm living what I write. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I've been through a lot of crazy shit, but um, I try to have that uplifting part of it. Indeed. And, um, indeed. The basketball and working with a lot of people in the community in different parts and like kids and stuff. That um, yeah, man, it's a good thing. I like to do it, and it keeps me um humble. Because, like, yeah, man, because I get on the mic sometime and I let off a lot of stuff. But um, I know what I'm doing every day on a daily basis. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It speaks to the balance, like you were talking about earlier. Like, you know, I feel like fitness and sports help to kind of balance out, <laughs> you know, all the craziness. Definitely. You know? Yeah, it takes your mind away. Definitely, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be something, man. Some people might, yeah, man might be messing with a lot of women or whatever that it is or drugs or substances. Yeah, I just try to take it to a level of just creating and innovating. So yeah, yeah, man. Everybody got their vices and things they they go to when stresses get high. So like yeah. Good, good. One of mine's is like, yeah, music. Yeah. So I want to also yeah, yeah. talk about another track from Clandestine Rituals. I'm 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 gonna be going through a number of tracks from there, so I hope you you're, you're still with me for the ride. On the track entitled "Clinging On," the speaker at the end of the song says, and he actually is displayed at different parts of the song, but he says something at the end of the song. It's quoted behind. A vital religious life for the West, there has to be faith, which is not expressed in things to which you cling. Yes. Break That's down good. what you were trying to convey with this particular excerpt from this speaker. So <clears throat> I got from it, and that's why I put it in the song. My interpretation of it is basically the writer, you can. You can figure it out. I won't say his name, but he's saying basically how you could be attached or love to have a passion. I feel have that love for God or whoever you are loving or person. You can love them, but you don't want to cling on too much and have that attachment. You want to bait. You can let you can let go 
of God and still love him. I took it from that. And it's me looking at it because I, I've been in church and all that stuff a lot. And I, I look at it as um not always going to church, but still having God. Like people having that, that, oh, I got to go to church or I got to have like this religious thing. And I feel like it was a thing to me. It was like a separation, still having God, but not being as religious and spiritual in the church. Like you still, um, basically having that spirituality without being, I would say, in quote unquote cultists, like mm. religion. Mm. So, um, yeah, just basically still loving God and you're still not being obsessed with it. Mm. not clinging on, <clears throat> but you still got that revere and respect for him. It's not the way someone else may tell you to worship him. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? That, you know what I'm saying? You're a greater power. So yeah, man, that's how I took it, and that's um, how I put it in there. Wow, thanks for breaking it. that down. That's 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 um, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So, the next track I want to go to is Black Plague. Sonically, a really yeah. dope track, by the way. You say yeah, there's the, a video coming out for that. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I saw that you posted about that. So that's dope. I'm looking forward to that. You you say yeah, in the hook after uh, a few repeated lines and like I I, I want to do you want me to say the whole hook because I have it written here <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you'll get it but basically you say in the hook after a few repeated lines that uh, let's take it back to the days of the Black Plague then you then yeah. you go and you say uh, now let's move past the days of the black yeah. plague. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a symb symbology of I feel yin and yang and like how we, how people want to do the fucked up things and then, no, nah, we should move past those fucked up things. That's how it's kind of like a reverence, a reverence to that yin and yang and how we're stuck in our feeling this fucked up situation and some people might want to stay in it and then the other other line is basically reverence, okay, we're in this fucked up situation. Let's move past it. Let's find a solution. That's pretty much. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, get into a place where we can finally move past this messed up yeah, place. A solution. Yeah. yeah. Find solutions within ourselves, but from society, even maybe from the song or from just like in the neighborhood. Basically, yeah. Trying to find a better way than just complaining. You know what I'm saying? Dope, find dope. that product you know what I'm saying that mindset that's gonna push through got it got it another track that I'm big fan of is uh Dirty Octopus Water yeah. you have a line that says octopus have 30,000 coding genes identified that's more than any human that's alive Expound on the significance of the octopus in regards to its strength and what you wanted to convey with this track. It's just a representation of how expansive and how unknown our genome and our genetics are. There are species on this earth that can heal, do all types of, I think, elaborate magnanimous things, healing, and the octopus is one of those creatures. There's it's sort of like an alien and in regards to our science and our science mind. And it's remarkable is that you can tear it apart and 
and heels and all this type of stuff. And yeah, it's beyond our comprehension to a physical body. So, and and then, and it's still in our realm. And I just thought it, yeah, I thought it was just like a testament to Mother Nature and just like, yeah, just having revere for just objects in that nature and just, yeah, studying more more about our life out there. And yeah. basically, and it was also giving a witness and an awareness to that dirty water out in Michigan. So it's like, we got to clean that shit up and they're they still not really cleaning it up right here. So it's pretty foul that people still living like that. So right, right. Yeah, and both. I'm glad that you broke that down because, like, I didn't know that the octopus itself was, um, you know, had so much going on, right? That could be seen as beneficial. So, you know, thank you for sharing that and breaking that down. Man, it's like, yeah, man. I try to put it out in there and make people think. I see that. Go back to it. Yeah. On um, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I was just saying it's like a painting, you know what I'm saying? You look at a painting, you find something different every time. You might look at it a couple of days, uh, a month later, you might find something different. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Indeed. it could be like abstract art. It's just like really straight to the point. So, like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to make. Another favorite track of mine is Disappearing Bridge. I feel like I saw like a snippet of that on your IG page. And it, it drew my attention. I was like, yo, I want to hear that. You know, um, on this, in the end of the, I think this, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's two, at least two verses on there, but I, I know it's like the last verse. At the end of the last verse, you. Like a bridge hook. Yeah. Right okay. At, so at the end of that last verse, you say, research the lies call reality again. It's no pretend. For someone who. Yeah. For someone who that might be a lot for them to comprehend or accept. What what has to precede the stage of research? What type of action needs to happen with the individual before they even get to that place of research, as you say? You got to come to self-awareness. I feel you just got to be aware of what's going around, like the food you're eating. The lies you're being told about where we are, um, the like, this is the politician lies, the lies within the industry and music. It's kind of like re- making reference to all of those things, connotations, and basically, just yes. Another thing about staying vigilant and aware, and yeah, just can't believe everything these politicians tell you. Whether they're trying to be go for black people or go for white people. Yeah, yeah, just I question, I don't really, I'm not really into politics at all. I don't trust none of them. And it's kind of like a, a whole hold to that and not really trusting a lot of the church things and things like that within this, the religion mind. But um, I'm all for some more elevation in the spirit, but not with that cult religion because I've seen a lot of corrupt things in church and all that stuff. It's kind of, yeah, just making a reference to all that things, being aware of the lies that society is bringing forth. And yeah, mm. try to warn others about it. So, like, starting with an open mind, right. yeah, before you get there, yeah, because I'm like, yo, that some people might they they like 
yo, <laughs> you trying to tell me what I what I've been knowing or what I've been told religiously has been yeah. a lie for all these years? Like, yo, you know, some people ask too much for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, yo, how do you get to a place yeah, where? Too much, yeah, man. It's just, yeah, it's make them, it's make, it's make them make you question it, and like, um, and I don't want to be a, too much of a judge, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm judging myself as well on these lines. A lot of sometimes I'm talking to myself as well, so, um, got it. Yeah, man, I do question a lot of this shit, man. I question um what they tell us, what's in our food, like what they what they supposedly are spraying in the air and all these things. We're not. Like, yeah, man, it gets deep. So mm. now I want to break a little bit because I feel like we're we going into the in, into the titles a lot. And I want to come back there. So proven, I just want to thank sure. you for staying with me. All right. <laughs> let's um I'm still here. thank you. So let's talk about this project, the Triple Seven, which is a series of projects with vast air. One of the things that's fascinating yeah. is that. You guys didn't just do a one-off project. You guys have done at least three volumes. What is, um, yeah. how have you guys enabled to not only work together, but to also keep putting out these projects consistently? Like I told you, um, we, we were living together. We had that crib together. Right. You did say and, that. Um, like a, a mutual thing because I would come back from playing ball and we would just record and write together and um, we went to Ohio a couple of times watched some shows out there it was just like us building you know what I'm saying it was me and him um, I'm shout out like uh, yeah Scissor Hands was a part of it and um, Scatterbrain but um, yeah man it was like a lot of other producers that helped along with it as well um yeah. I would say Dirty Dutch, Dirty my friend Dirty Dutch, he's out in Florida now. He helped with volume three on um, with the production and things like that. And it just yeah, we we known each other even from the MySpace days, Vast there and I, like mm. back in the day. Um and just like um some people say um the linked us together and we just we found a spot to live and like I said, him, me and uh, the MC named Bliss and there was another guy, and we all, like, yeah, we just was knocking out projects, yo. And I, around that same time, I would say I did, yeah, I did, like, Reach Surroundings uh, album around that time as well. Mm. On Reach Surroundings, you know, an album called Bluff from Ancestors, all around that same time of Triple Sevens. Got it, got it. What's, what's the, what's this, of, I'm sorry, what's the significance of the Triple Seven? What does it mean? To is that the is that is that the name that you guys are going by also as a group or is it just the the titles yeah. of the series? It, it, it's both. Okay, it's a name we chose that represents. It represents duality. Mm. You were saying the, the dark and the light, and the sevens is whole. So it represents, yeah, divinity and. And we broke it down on volume three about it. And yeah, man, it's just basically, it's, I feel we broke down the sixes too. And if you look into it, it's not all about 666 being evil. That's, that connects to, to basically your chakras as well. It's just a lower form. But 
yeah, the sevens is basically more pure and it represents com completion seven days in a week. And it was just like, yeah, just sorting out that higher vibration with the sevens. Wow. I got to say, when you, when you break down your history with VAS, I, it, it, it speaks to the chemistry, right, and why you guys have been able to continue to put out triple uh, seven projects. Now, let me ask you, I, just looking back, I feel like you put out a couple triple seven projects last year and then the year before. Are we expected to see another triple seven project this year? Um, not this year. Okay. And um, we you have to ask Vance more about that too. We'll, we'll we could do another one, but our goal was to make three, oh, like okay. to make it twenty one. Oh, you know but, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Seven, seven, seven. But we could do some more. But it was our goal, and we went hard with it. And and um, yeah, we just need more support from it. And like I said, we're we're trying to make a video for um a track from Value Three. So the more yeah. support we get from it, it'll push us to do more of it. Pretty much. Dope, dope, dope. The back and forth chemistry works too. I could hear the MC camaraderie happening. You know, on lyrical display. Like I said, we, we held it down for a while, man, and we rocked some shows, and that's a good brother, man. I look up to him, and uh, like I got respect for him. He's still doing his thing. Like, like I said, after we moved out, he went to Ohio. You know what I'm saying? I went to back to New York. You know what I'm saying? And I could. We, had, we, we, had, we spent some time in New York and some time in Connecticut. Okay, dope. Back and forth in the Bronx and all that stuff, too. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. So, I want to go back to another track uh, from Clandestine Rituals. The track is entitled Overcome Destruction. You have a line on there where you say, you watch TV all day but don't know your neighbor's name. I feel yeah. like this has heightened even more since the pandemic, right? But, um, like, with the social distancing, you know, that's happening. But... This is not something new to the pandemic. I feel like this has been happening much prior, right? Um, what do you think has caused us as a people to be removed from physical social interaction? Like we, we're, we're removed more than we used to be. Not saying that we're, we're not connecting physically, but even prior to Corona, I feel like we were just continuing to be more removed from being physically connected. Yeah, man, yo, it's the lies, brother. It's the lies that we've been told. It's the, it's the, it's the simple things how, how you, some probably grew up going to the mall pulling a girl. Now you're on a social media app, Tinder, or plenty of fish pulling girls, and you can't really go talk to people no more. Everyone's, and they got an image of like this virtual realm up. You know what I'm saying? It's digitized. Everybody has like a different world. I think they put in front of them to, to guard their real self. And that's what I'm saying. Like even small things like that to these dating apps and just like, yeah, social interaction. You, some people are so confident on these Facebook and then when you see them face to face, you don't have that same energy. Like alternate worlds. And I feel like this social media it can, it has been a blessing and the curse has been helping a lot of people. It's making people a lot of, a lot of these towers get confidence. So there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of people just hide behind their identities. 
if they came out in real life, they wouldn't act like that. So we got to learn how to just, I feel like we we need more human interactions. We need to get off the cell phone sometimes. Yeah. People need to go out and meet people. Like you, I, I, I imagine a, Try to picture somebody, a teenager, now pulling a new girl. You cannot pull a new girl with these face masks on now. Like, you, know, you try to holler you know, even on Tinder. Like, you know what I'm saying? I used to get mad girls on Tinder. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know what I'm saying? Just settling down now. But, like, yeah, I can imagine, like, a new person trying to get a girl, high school, middle school, like, even meet new people. Yeah. Like, you wearing face masks to school. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard to meet new people now. It's a shame, yo. Because people... People used to come up like, yeah, man, you, you go out there and holler at a girl anywhere. Now it's like detrimental to your house. Like you might Yo, even go to crazy. jail. Crazy. Talk to somebody, give somebody a high five. Yeah. It's getting critical outside. So like, it's a lot of fear in the media, pandemics, and it's like, yeah, that, that's what's causing everything. It was like that before, even with the music, but now so, but yeah, man, we we just gotta be sharp out here because I don't feel like it's going back. So we gotta stay. Stay very shocked into where it's going in the direction of this society. Yeah, man. You know, you you brought me back to a time when you said going to the malls and you know hanging out yeah. and trying to connect with with girls and stuff. Yeah, you it, it bugs me out when I think about it. Like you don't see that. And like I said, I feel like prior to the pandemic, that was already happening. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's interesting when you think about it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I'll be thinking young kids, yo. So. Yeah, yeah. There, there's another line on, you know, proven. I gotta say, man, I didn't realize I had so much questions for you. Usually, I'm like already, but I'm, I'm so like your, your music is so intriguing yeah, that you ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm here, dude. Like I do. Right, respect, so, like, yeah, respect. Uh, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, man, I still got, I still got to go through um African Asiatic arts. But I mean, I don't have that much questions on there. But I'm glad that you're still holding on with me, man. Um, so Dude, I'm here on up. on organic droid. You have a line where you say, "Forearms dense. You cannot arm wrestle common sense." Explain the symbolism in comparing the forearm with common sense. Like, what did you mean by that? It's like a, like a metaphor. I, I love, a lot of times when I write, I try to personify human emotions, like um, the body of work. And like the, if there's a body of work, it has a neck. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I try to get vivid with it. And it's just basically getting vivid with the metaphor, trying to just get, you know what I'm saying, just paint that, that more explicit picture. Because a lot of people, if you put your hand on a hot, a hot stove, it's going to get burned. Like you, you can't arm wrestle common sense is like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just getting vivid with like a jewel pretty yeah. much. And just trying to get descriptive with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Speaking of common well, like, sense, yeah, right? Yeah. The bear trap, you can put your foot in it, you can walk over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. Wow. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Now, yeah, fast. This is my, this is my last reference to clandestine rituals and we could jump off this project um fascination unknown you have a line on there where you say sounding unprofessional mostly articulate the inculate teach selectively the human beings will grow assumingly break that down yeah man it's basically trying to teach people to grow um 
And yeah, it's like trying to teach people to grow from mistakes. We've been stuck and made mistakes and fucked up and I'm trying to grow from my mistakes and fuck ups pretty much. That's what I that's what I had intentions in writing that. Basically. Dope, dope. So and what I like about the yeah. line is that the wordplay is pretty clever. Like if you play, if you pay attention to the to the flow, right? It's it's really really clever. But because I'm a lyric head, I'm listening to the flow, but I'm also breaking it down, right? And I'm like, yo, that's that was that was dope how he said it. You know, I think I said it earlier, but like I'm a fan of like you know, and I'm sure you could probably attest to this because I know you're a fan of hip hop where you'll hear something from an MC and you'll be like, yo, that shit sound mad dope, but I wonder what he mean. It'll make it sound even better if I understood what he meant. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Basically, we, I fuck up and, and if we learn, we'll grow assumingly. That's, yeah, indeed. Is, I got that. Like, you know, I try to like, I pick fun of myself sometime in my own, you know what I'm saying? And just like, yeah, man, try to, Worded like that too, so dope, dope. Yeah. So moving to Asiatic African arts, right? It's it's an it's a project that's exclusively on Bandcamp, which pretty much all of your projects are exclusively on Bandcamp. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the concept of that album and how you went about selecting the range of producers and particular beats the album would display? Like um, like I said, I had, I got a few cats on there from, from Japan right now, and QSI and Hirosugi, and it just like, it just happened, and I was just building with my brother and over there in England, The Quiet Genius, and yeah, it just, I felt like it was, I wanted to, to have that art because they were showing respect to me. And like I said before then, um, I was doing some, some business with Digger. I'm still doing some business with Digger Round Records in Japan. So I was just trying to give more homage to like, yeah, to show culture, show culture, unity. And like, yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, Wu-Tang and a lot of people, they show homage to that, that aspect of the culture with music. And yeah, I had some producers from that, that region and I feel like a lot of my, my metaphors and jewels are for African elevation, so it felt only right to kind of mold it that way, and it just, it just came together. It felt like it was right. Mm. I missed that. And uh, my guy in Ireland, um, DJ M1, helped me with the cover. Okay. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah. Dope, dope. You know, when I when I read about, you know, in on Bandcamp, it kind of gives a description of the album, it sounded as though, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded as though the project were from producers of either African descent or Asian descent. Is that was that an angle that you were approaching this project from? Yeah. Um, okay. That's why some of them were. You know, some of them are. They are. You know what I'm saying? So not all of them, but like, yeah, it was like it was like I said, Ilsugi. Um. He right. did a few beats on the, from Japan, so um, like you know, he was always we talked, and I would love to go over there and tour with him. So 
he influences a lot because I like like his beats a lot, and we're doing more stuff. And like I said, QSI is from from Japan too over there, and like they show me love, and it was just trying to yeah get reference to producers, and I wanted to have that. I wanted to just yeah give respect to those those artists and those producers from those regions, and I chose I chose those artists and those producers. I feel like it would make a a good film for that project, um, and that's why I chose them. But yeah, man, yeah, that was like I feel like that represents it well. Yeah, I feel like in listening to this album, I feel and I haven't given it a a whole lot of listens yet, but uh, I feel like it really comes alive for me when you get to like the middle of the album, like track eight on. Uh, it really comes like some something about it just comes alive and the beats are just more in sync. But that's just on the few listens I've given it. But it's a dope project as well. I, I feel like, you know, clandestine rituals might overshadow it. <laughs> you know, it's been getting some really good reviews out there. But I feel like it's one of those projects that people definitely, you know, is um is a is a good project that people need to check for in your catalog as well, too, man. So Big ups on producing this. Like some people have told me, they like Asiatic arts better than clandestine. I have a few emails that people say it's better because they say it's kind of not, it's more uplifting, and um, clandestine is a little bit darker and like gloomier. Okay. So people have told me that um, like the the happier is like more uplifting and faster. Got it. Um, got Asiatic it. Arts. Yeah. The- well, I've heard like, and, and some people have told me they like something I've made like in 2014 better than both of these albums. So, <laughs> right. You're gonna always have that range. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. So I like I I actually like Asiatic arts better than clandestine, but people even like my friends say some some say they like it better. So it is it's rough to the people, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just indeed. To, I'm all into all of, them. So of course. It's up to you. You guys say what you like. Word. So I appreciate you listening. You know. You know, proven, I, I will say this, clandestine rituals does take time, <laughs> you know? So I feel like, and, and, and people are going to have whatever their perspective is, but I feel like if, um, if, you, if it's like first listen, I feel like on first listen, I'd probably like Asiatic African arts, or, or you know, on first listen. But clandestine takes time. You know, it, to me, it's, in my humble opinion, it, it sonically comes together after taking time with it you know but um that's what's cool. we put it, we put our time into it yo i could see that ones, man, like yeah fred ones did a lot with um he's pretty much the only guy that did all the cuts and like some of the sound effects um i still work with him he's a good brother out in the bronx but like yeah man it was pretty much like us three jack um um fred ones myself okay got it got it now on Asiatic African arts, you have a track called Ice Pick Intellect, where you say repeatedly, and I, I want to say this is a hook, but maybe it's not. I just hear it a number of times on a song where you say, I'm new plus old, come correct. And then you go on to say, yeah. we knew plus old, come correct. I feel yeah. like you're trying to say that the new generation connecting with the old generation is important. But I'm not fully sure what you mean by the phrase "come correct." So uh, expound. Basically, I'm I'm saying I'm old and new, 
So just have respect. And then I'm saying just just like yourself, like you got you've been in the game, you've been putting the work in. We knew plus old, so come correct and have respect. It's basically it's like an ode to that. So people people that been putting in work show respect to them. Ah, that you know makes sense. Somebody who just came out around the corner, I'm new. Plus, like I might be new to you, but but I'm old. You know what I'm saying? So come correct, show respect. And like then I'm saying, like people like yourself, they might never heard of you either. So you you're gonna come and get respect as well. It's like you deserve that respect as well. So we new plus old come come. You know what I'm saying? Come with that respect. Got come it. So come correct is synonymous with, you know, come respectful, yeah. give respect. That makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah. Now, I got to say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My bad. Is that I call it ice thick intellect. Yeah, because, yeah, man, you want to have that, I feel like that penetrating or stabbing knowledge. And, yeah, man, it's kind of like a metaphor. Dope, dope. Yeah. Now, I got to say the track that really stood out on the album is Plenty. Am I saying the title right? Is it Plenty? Plenty of. Oh, yeah. Produced by yeah. Big Herco. Well, I say that. Like, some people told me that's the worst track on the album. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Yo. I mean, no, it's 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 a it's like a story track, right? Like it, you know, conceptual. Um, you you know, and just for just for people, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying that's a real story. I was getting ready to ask you that. I was like, you know, it's a it. I wanted to know, is it a real story? And just for people that don't know, um, it's a story yeah. of a girl that meets a guy who patiently and respectfully courts her. For uh, I feel like a short period of time, but unfortunately, her life is cut short and she's murdered, right? And there's a yeah. sense of regret happening with the character in the story uh, that you know dealt with this girl. So yeah, talk a little bit about that. You said it's a real story. Um, what what yeah, inspired? What talk about the inspirations for it? Um, I don't want to get too much into sure. it. Sure, you don't I have guess. to. You don't have to. That story really happened. I'm not going to get into the date and time. I know the person, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, like, the girl, you know what I'm saying? So it's some real shit, man, and um, it's unfortunate. And people out there are crazy online. It's just kind of old to just be careful. Um, take your opportunities with, with haste. Respect life. Because, like, yeah, man, you never know. Um, yeah, man, you never know how people act on these, these online or just in life or in general. Just kind of like an ode to stay uh, cautious. But like, yeah, and stay and stay over respect life, man. It's kind of like a crazy story, but yeah, man, it's meant to be heartfelt, and that's when the, in the show respects the life that was taken that shouldn't have been taken. So right, 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 and I could I could see that I could see that you deliver that heartfelt message in the song. So yeah, on the final track yeah. of. Asiatic African Arts. You have a song called Japan Arts, produced by Il Shugi. Now there's yeah. a there's an excerpt at the end of the track where the speaker says something like, "The lack of words can be one's demise. It's the ultimate setup. The more words yeah. you lack, the less you will go in this world." What were you trying to convey to the listener with regards to the importance of words? 
being emphasized in this excerpt. Like he definitely talks about words yeah. and 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 why it's important to progression and development and 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 going further. Like you hear that? Check this. You hear that? Like listen. You see that silence? Yes. That's why it's important. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, if I'm not going to speak, I use my voice as a weapon or instrument to, to teach or reach people. What am I doing it for? It's, a, it's an ode to that. And our words are weapons. Our words are our, our spirit. Our, our, our reach, our bridge to people. And if you come with the right words in the right tone, you can build communities you can build yeah entrepreneurship more kingdoms and that's what i'm trying to do with this music yeah man meet more people build more connections uplift this culture for real man not just talk about it because the things i'm doing like yeah is I'm, I'm really i'm really working with the youth i'm really writing this music and people that really support so just trying to take it to another level your words are important and um if you stay silent and if you don't try to really use your, your words or your, your voice, nothing will happen. That's kind of like that. That's what it's saying. That's really well said, man. And I think it's a good place to close, man. Proven, I definitely want to thank you for taking the time to sit with me. Well, to talk with me, rather, tonight and really go through some of these uh, themes in your music and some of these lines um, I, before we get out of here, can you tell the people what might be in store for you next? I know you have these two projects, but, um, let, let people know what, what, what your intentions are for the rest of the year and, you know, kind of what you want them to check for you on. Sure, man. That's, that's great. First of all, if you haven't got a CD of uh, clandestine rituals, I want people to get that and pick up a CD of Asiatic African arts. Um, I'm working on a project coming with, with Radicus, and it has many other legends on it with Sadat X, Vaz, um, I think Planet Asia's on it. Nice. And it's called Corner Diaries. It's a vinyl. It's, on, it's, it's, on being, it's for pre-order right now. I'm the last track on there, 167th and Teller. It's about when I, when I was on my old spot out there. Some crazy stuff happened, so you got to listen to the track to get it in support. I'm working on that vinyl, um, and I'm working on an album with Radicus after that. Um, plus, I got an album with Sideswipe coming in called Stealth Doctrines. That's done, and we're probably going to drop that. I was we, we wanted to drop it now, but I've been pushing the clandestine and Asiatic, so I don't want to drop it right now. But it's done. That makes sense. And, um, it might come out. Uh, we may add more to it, but yeah, it might come out at the end of this year, maybe January, and then um. I'm working on other projects. I'm, I got stuff with the juggernauts and people overseas and stuff, man. So I got a lot of stuff coming and like more solo stuff. Shout so out to the juggernauts, man. More important, I'm making more videos. I'm, I, I should make another, I might make a video for Clean On too, Clandestine Ritual. So um, yeah, man, some videos are coming for Asiatic Arts too. So just been working, man. Dope, dope. Now, I know that Clandestine Rituals is only available right now through CD. Is there a possibility that um, you will release it again, you know, through the digital, through Bandcamp? Or, like, what's what's the likelihood of that? 
the reason I've been, I did that is because I, a lot of people were buying it, and then I, I've been finding a lot of people have been bootlegging it. So I, to get more support, I was trying to get more people just to buy the CD. And then when I reach a point, I will put the album back up and put the lyrics back up. But the, right now, like I was having a lot of bootleggers in Africa, and I had an interview with a, you know what I'm saying, my people out there discussing some of those things. And it was crazy how a lot of people were bootlegging our projects online. And like, yeah, wow. I found like a website selling the album, like making CDs on the, of, the, of his, their own. I'm like, wow, what y'all doing? So right, right. just trying to get more support and um, eliminate that suspect of it because like, yeah, man, I don't have a major label. Like when they steal, they actually steal it from us. So right, right. yeah, man trying to get that that genuine support man yeah. because like yeah man it, it helps and um yeah man it helps us keep some projects out but yeah man i keep i'm gonna keep working regardless but yeah i don't yeah. want i want to stop some of that word, so just word. support for real indeed indeed yeah. and the reason why i ask because i'm like i know people might be listening to this interview yeah. and they'll be like yo i want to know about that album you know how can i listen to it so but that's cool at least they could they, they could order it from you like some people, like, like you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I sell the waves, or they PayPal me, or I just send them the album. You know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But I oh. people, some this dude sent me a screenshot how he just took it from my band cap. I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, people were wow. doing crazy shit like that. So I'm just trying to be smart about um marketing my my music. But that's the reason I took that down. But uh, I'm gonna put it back up eventually. Dope, dope. And put back up the lyrics when you get a chance too, man. I, you know, I think, um, yeah, you you do a good good job with that. So proven, man. Thank you so much again for you know sticking it out with me. I wish you much success in your endeavors. You know, with everything. You know, the sports, the music. You know, just keep on doing your thing, man. And um, you know, for our listeners out there. Definitely make sure to check our shows. We we air a new show every Friday with an artist in the hip-hop community that is making music that's pushing the culture of hip-hop forward. You can find us at outtheboxmedia.com. You know, our episodes are available on that website. And, you know, the podcasts are also available on anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go ahead and find the shows. So with that, again, man, I want to thank you again, Proven. Much success. Thank you, brother. Indeed, man. Thank you. And till we talk next week, you know, for our next episode, I say peace, love, and light to all of our listeners.